Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day, the complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy, a deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. Hello, Deacon John here, greetings. It's good to be with you. Once again, we're looking at our real life and our real life is crisis. You know, in my life, sometimes I've been with people who have experienced severe crisis, a sudden death, uh, accident, uh, infidelity, a sudden divorce. And often uh, people are paralyzed, mobilized by it. There's a profound inertia that uh, comes about both physically and mentally within someone during profound crisis. They can't think clearly. It's like a deer in headlights. They're frozen. So what we try to do is just get some movement in their life, simple things, like eating. (laughs) Get people to eat a meal or sleep or take a shower. These simple things that they they're almost seem incapable of doing, when they do them, it gives them a sense of control and normalcy. It's a movement forward, and they're very simple. You know, maybe we're not in that profound level of crisis, but we all, in some ways, are experiencing it. Maybe our paralysis is not so pronounced, but it's still there. We still struggle with it, feeling a bit immobilized. Something within that is dragging us down. It's almost imperceptible, but it's there in our life each day during this pandemic we're in. You know, uh, I hear people say things like this. You know, I'm not getting anything done. I want to write a book, and I haven't even written the title. I want to paint a room, and I haven't even bought the paint. I want to help people that are worse off than me during this time, but I haven't done anything yet. I want to make this a special time for my children, my family, my friends. And all I do is get crabby and short-tempered. You know, we put a lot of shoulds on ourselves. We should do this, and we don't. We feel worse. And we feel more immobilized, more tense, more guilty. Okay, okay. First, this is a pandemic. (laughs) It's a worldwide crisis. Don't expect yourself to be like the Buddha going through this, calm and clear-headed and nice all the time. Second, like those in severe crisis, we too need a plan of action to get through this. 
a plan of action. Because for us as well, movement is everything. Simply doing the next best thing, the next right thing, the next doable thing, the next manageable action will transform us. For example, you know, instead of writing a book, how about reading a book? <laughs> and when you read it, don't make it a chore to accomplish. You know, I, I recently picked up Lord of the Rings. I read it many years ago, and I thought this would be a good time to reread that book. And when I first picked it up, you know, it's over a thousand pages, and I was thinking to myself, it's so long, and I'm not a particularly fast reader. I'll never finish this. Why bother? So what I do now is I just read a few pages, just a few every day, and it has a good effect on me. You know, I leave my world and the crisis a bit, and I enter into another, and it's an inspiring book. And if I don't read it one day, it's no big deal. And I chose to read something light, not heavy, easy to read, a good story, something good for me right now. You know, instead of painting a room, how about just cleaning a room? <laughs> or maybe just cleaning the floor. You do that, you feel better. You've done something, you've moved. If you can't do much to help the less fortunate, how about a word of kindness to someone in your home? Or you call somebody over the phone, you say something to them, encourage them. You know, people need people right now. They need to contact with others. What is the small, simple opportunity to love right now? You know, today my wife said, uh, hey, thank you for saying I looked pretty yesterday because I didn't feel pretty. You know, I don't even remember saying it. It was so small, but it had an effect, a good effect. It was a good thing. How about avoiding the things which, which bring paralysis into our life and anxiety, like listening too much to the news? You know, how about dealing with your emotional life by deciding to have some quiet time, a prayer time every day? Maybe you've never done that every day, 10 minutes, 20 minutes or longer, every day. First thing in the morning, 10 minutes. Last thing at night, 10 minutes. Every day, just be quiet. Focus on the one who loves you. Let it go, trust, surrender, sit in quiet. Before, as Jesus said to Martha, the one thing necessary. The one thing necessary. Jesus. Be with him. You know, faithfulness in a little thing is a big thing. Faithfulness in little things are, are, are a big thing. It moves us ahead in the right direction, particularly during a time of crisis. It's like a tapestry. 
you know, uh, it's weaved together by tiny individual threads that are each seemingly so insignificant. But when you put them together, they create something beautiful. It's the same thing with our life. You know, one thing I do is I take a walk every day. Because it's easy. It's doable. It's simple. It has a big effect on me. Movement is everything. Doing the next best thing. Ask yourself, what opportunity to love has been opened up for me at this moment? During this crisis, what opportunity to love has been opened up for me? What is my opportunity to love God with my heart, mind, soul, and strength? What opportunity has opened for me to love my neighbor, another person, to love them right now? An opportunity that is unique maybe because of this crisis. A new opportunity, a door that's opened. You know, friends, movement is everything no matter how small it seems. I'm going to use a biblical example. It's an extreme example uh, because of the level of crisis, but it makes the point. And the biblical example is Joseph, Mary's husband, the father of Jesus, foster father of Jesus. We don't know hardly anything about him. He was a regular guy. He was righteous, it says, which means he was a good Jew and followed the law. But here's the thing. In the Bible, there's not one word of his recorded. No words of Joseph. None. What we have are his actions. What he did. And every episode of his life recorded in the Bible, is a crisis. He's betrothed to the woman of his dreams. He finds her pregnant, unfaithful. She gave herself to another. What else could he think? Have you ever been in love, fully given and vulnerable to another? And this, imagine this happening. I mean, I've seen this with people and the deep emotional crisis, the consuming hurt, the, how paralyzed they were. I, I almost couldn't, the people couldn't almost breathe. And it was heart-wrenching. That had to be Joseph's experience. So what happens is, God speaks to him in a dream. And what does he do? The next right thing. He just does the right thing. He takes Mary as his wife, though she is pregnant. And there's no way he fully understood all this. But he acted, he trusted, and he moved forward. 
Next, he discovers that his child is in mortal danger. Mortal danger. Perhaps him and his wife as well. They're in danger of being killed by the most powerful man of the day, the king, Herod, who was a very nasty, very violent, murderous man and very powerful. Imagine the fear of that, the, 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 the immobilizing fear that your child could be murdered, killed, and perhaps you and your wife as well. Again, God speaks to Joseph in a dream. And what does he do? He acts. He travels. He gets up and goes on a very perilous journey to a distant land. And it was no easy task. But he moved. He moved in the right direction. Then we find out that he loses his 12-year-old son for three days. Three days. You know, when my daughter was young, we were in an amusement park, and uh, I lost her for a few minutes. I, I can't explain the depth of my emotion. I was wild with emotion, consumed, terrified, and that was only a few minutes. Imagine what Joseph went through. Then he finds his son, Jesus, and his son gives him this cryptic response. Why are you looking for me? Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? What? What does that mean? It says in the scripture that Mary pondered all these things in her heart. Well, I am sure Joseph pondered them too. He pondered them a lot. What is going on here? What's going on? Who is this Jesus? But he kept going. He kept going. He didn't understand, but he kept going. Friends, uh, here's the thing. We need to keep going, to keep going. You know, this Joseph knew something that's uh, critical for us each to know as well, that he knew he was part of God's plan, God's work in this world, God's great drama, God's great action among us. And he didn't have to fully understand it. He needed to surrender to it, to something that was much bigger than himself. And he also knew it wasn't about him. It wasn't about him, his needs, his wants. The focus was not on him, but on God. It was a focus of faith, of trust, of surrender to the one who loved him and who loves us and who's worthy of our trust. 
especially when we don't know what's going on. See, friends, we're all part of something bigger than ourselves, something much bigger than our moods and our limitations. And we, too, are called to keep going, to trust it, trust him, to move forward. You know, I'm reading Lord of the Rings, and, you know, Frodo, the main character, uh, once he was given the ring, his life was one long crisis. One after the other after the other. One long crisis. And what does he do? He moves. He acts. One step at a time. One step at a time. One day at a time. And it even got worse and worse before it got better. And in the end, it was very, very good. You know, Frodo didn't uh, ask for this. In fact, you read several times <laughs> that the ring came to him. The ring came to Frodo. He didn't want it, but he knew he was meant to carry it forward. Joseph didn't ask for what was given to him. But it was given to him, and it was his to carry forward. We didn't ask for this crisis, but it's given to us, and it's given to us to carry forward. And like Joseph and Frodo, we will be transformed along the way. We will become something more than we are. My friends, it's, it, it's through the movement, through going forward with the simple everyday actions that we can make during this time to move in the right direction, to direct our attention on the one who is greater than all that is going on around us, let me say that again, to direct our attention to the one who is greater than all that is going on around us, who is with us and loves us, who offers us an opportunity to love him and one another. And that if we bear this and go with this, something will be born in us. Something will happen in us. Some unique grace will come to us, not in spite of the crisis, but because of it. Not in spite of the crisis, but because of it. We are just meant to carry it and move forward to move in the right direction. I'll end with one of my favorite quotes from St. Augustine. It's helped me in so many ways and so many people I've shared it with. It says this, a lame person going in the right direction makes more progress than a sprinter going the wrong way. 
a lame person going in the right direction makes more progress than a sprinter going the wrong way. You know, we've all seen sprinters. These are people who are healthy and given so much. They look to have it all, and they have a lot. But when they're going the wrong way, we see how it unravels, and their end is not good. But a lame person, a wounded, maybe imperfect, maybe limited person, maybe you and me, <laughs> going the right way makes so much more progress. A lame person, you and me, going in the right direction makes more progress than a sprinter going the wrong way. So friends, uh, let's move forward in the right direction, one simple action at a time, one step, one act, one decision at a time. That's all. It'll build up like a bank account. And we will end well, very well, Lord Jesus, give us clarity for the next step, the next action in our life. Lord, give us the courage to act one day at a time, not look beyond just to live one day at a time. Lord, in you we place our trust. In you, we place our trust. We thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.